Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 113 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Pink Skills answers your table tennis questions. Today, we'll be discussing Alois's secret plan to beat the Chinese, how you can tell the difference between a ball with backspin and a ball with no spin as it is coming towards you, what preparation you need before a training camp, and give you some tips on faking a top spin serve. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, with me is Supercoach Alois Rosario to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff, and uh, yes, exciting day today. Reveal some plans. Yeah, pretty exciting. Um, the video's gone up. A lot of people are commenting, Alois. I think you've hit the nail on the head with this secret plan. Ah, okay. I haven't had a chance to check, but uh, yeah, well, you know, let's see. Yeah, so um, do you want to give us any information about the plan or or how, how are people are going to find out about how the Aussies are going to take the Chinese down? Well, I think you, firstly you've got to look at the, uh, watch the video, but, you know, just think about the strengths of the Aussies, the great outdoors. Absolutely. All right. So um, if you haven't seen it, head on to our website, pingskills.com, click on the blog link. You'll find it there, Alois's secret plan on how the Aussies can beat the Chinese, or it's on our YouTube channel or on our Facebook. So, yeah, go there. And while you're at our website, if you haven't already, sign up for our free email newsletter, lots of good tips. And also, we have a premium membership available if you really want to improve your table tennis. We've got a 52-week training plan there, which um, has an associated masterclass each week. A uh, really good way to help you improve. There's serving, there's receiving, there's masterclasses, there's match strategy, everything you need. So go to pingskills.com and have a look. All right, Alois. Um, so I think that pretty much, uh, yeah, it wraps up uh, the the secret plan. People have a look first, but we want to talk just a little bit about the uh, World Championships and how the Aussies are going to use that plan there, but more about seedings. Um, we talked about yesterday about the double seedings and noted that the Australian pair of David Powell and Kane Townsend were ranked 19, or seeded, sorry, 19 in the tournament. And we've had a few questions saying, can you explain how this seeding process works? Yeah, so um, just have a look on the um, ITTF website. And what they, what, they, what they talk about with the doubles rankings is that... Um, so each doubles event that um, people play, um, you know, the World Championships or on the World Tour, they get some ranking points um, specifically for the doubles. So the rankings takes into account the, um, the top 32 pairs at each of the World Tour events. And at the World Championships, it takes into account the top 64 pairs. So you get points for, for that. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, so each person gets points for that. So if they're, if they're playing uh, separately with different players at the World Championships, they still have those points. So then it's just a, um, a calculation um, to combine those points, your doubles points, basically. So so that's how it, how it basically works. So it means that um, people that don't play much uh, much in the doubles events won't have many doubles points. And, the, and I think the, um, the main... Uh, I'm just looking down at the actual document... Um, so it also says um, something about like if if you haven't got any doubles points, you can't be seated above a pair that does have doubles points. So if you haven't played any doubles, 
then you're going to be um, ranked lower. So that's that's the main thing. And and things like the um, the continental championships are taken into into account as well. So you know the um, the Oceania, the Europeans, the um, the African championships, all those events are taken into account. So that's where some pairs can gain some good points. Okay, yes. So that's how the Aussies must have done that through some Oceania Cups and maybe Australian Opens. Um, yes. Interesting. All right. Well, thanks for helping out with the seedings. And then I think the singles uh, seem to be a lot simpler, seem to be more just based off the world rankings. Yes, yeah, that's uh, that's very simple. And, and, I mean, table tennis, like, really is a singles-based sport. Um, and um, I think they're a lot more accurate because, you know, that, uh, the rankings there... Um, depend on your results um, in individual in in uh, singles matches. Indeed. All right. Well, let's move on to yesterday's Pink Skillers question of the day, which is, what is your playing style? Yeah. So for me, I was a forehand attacker. Um, didn't have much of a backhand. Um, so yeah, attacking player, and uh, used to used to like to make the first first attack. If I was forced to block, didn't have much there. What about you, Jeff? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people are like this. I was a, an attacking player too that especially liked the forehand as well. So um, I guess that's probably the most common style these days, would you say, Alois? Yeah, it certainly is by a long, long way. And, and it's probably common because it's probably the um, the most effective style at the moment, given the um, the speed of the game, the equipment, uh, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see some few more choppers uh, develop, though, wouldn't it? Really. Indeed. Increases the spectator value. All right, yes. So the Pink Skillers question for today, uh, with the World Championships about to start, we thought we'd ask, what has been your favourite World Championships so far? So jump on to our blog, pinkskills.com, and leave a comment to let us know your thoughts. What is your favourite World Championships so far? All right, time to get into some questions, Alois. First up, we've got a question from Ernest who says, how can I tell the difference between dead ball and a backspin ball when the ball is flying high in the air? It looks the same for me. Sometimes I judge the ball wrongly, so I've missed the opportunity to win the point. Yeah, so um, a couple of things. So firstly, you've got to watch the actual contact of of your opponent. So you need to see whether they've just uh, pushed the ball up um, without much uh, spin or much brushing contact. Yeah, which is what they... we kind of refer to as the dead ball, I guess, Alois. That's right. Yeah, so that's the dead ball. The dead ball is the no-spin ball. Um, the backspin ball, you'll see that they do cut underneath the ball a little bit and, and brush the ball. So that's the first and probably the most important clue. The other clue that you can get is the flight of the ball. Now, that's something that um, only comes with a bit more experience and um, and seeing seeing a lot of these, so the the dead ball will just have a very um, simple parabolic type of um, uh, flight, whereas the backspin ball will tend to hold up in the air a little bit um, and then come down. So uh, yeah, it's a very slight difference, but I think the most important thing to do is to watch the contact um, of your opponent. Um, the, the the one that we find a lot of people have problems with is if someone, if you serve a fast serve and the other person just pushes the ball like that and almost misjudges it 
and the ball goes up high in the air. And that one would almost always have a lot of backspin on it and more backspin than you think. So, uh, so that's the one to watch out for. Okay, good tips there. Um, okay, Ernest. So, yeah, try and pick up uh, the contact so you actually know the spin before you see it flying through the air. That will help you the most. Thanks for the question. Now, Ilya has a question. He says, I'm planning to attend a training camp. It lasts for five days and it's very intense. Two to three hours of practice before lunch and the same amount after. I have about two months ahead of me, so what can I do to best prepare myself for it? Um, yeah, so, I mean, regular training's important. So if, you, if you're training regularly, once it comes to the training camp, you'll be quite acclimatised to it. Um, you could do a little bit of um, aerobic uh, exercise, so, you know, some jogging, some swimming, some cycling, that sort of thing. That will increase your um, aerobic capacity and, and help you to last those um, six hours of training. Um, but I think the most important thing is to just, if you train regularly now, then you'll start to um, get used to it. I mean, it, it isn't it isn't a whole lot, you know, like um, it'll be broken up into two sessions. Um, so just make sure that you, you rest in that um, period in between the sessions. That's, that's important as well. I often see at training camps, um, kids will go out there and train the first session, then we have a break and they're out there on the tables and then come the end of uh, end of the day they're really tired or you know come the second day they're really tired so utilize the break time as well make sure you rest during that break time um, have some uh, have some good food um, so that you recover and then in the evenings between um, between the days um, think about uh, what you're going to do for recovery you know again rest is important make sure you get plenty of sleep um, good food um, I've found also wearing things like um, skins have, have really helped me recently. So uh, by wearing skins, um, it helps to increase the blood flow and uh, helps helps with your recovery as well. So, yeah, there's, there's a few ideas uh, earlier. But, you know, you, it's it's fantastic that you're going to that um, training camp. Use it up. Use, uh, use the time. Learn as much as you possibly can. Excellent. Good tips there, Alois, and um, good luck at the training camp, Ilya. And as Alois said, a great step. Um, Yeah, enjoy it and um, practice hard. All right. Next question is from Chris, and Chris asks, what are some ways of faking a topspin serve if you are a shake hand player? I've seen players often fake a topspin serve from a pendulum type of serve. Are there any other ways? Yeah, so with most most of your serves, you can get a topspin serve. So with the pendulum serve, what you're doing is uh, you're hitting the ball when the bat is on the way up later in your swing. So if you hit it early in your swing when the bat's on the way down in the pendulum motion, then you're going to get backspin. If you hit it later in the swing when the bat's on the way up, then you're going to get topspin on the ball. So that's the that's the way to generate the top spin. Um, with the other types of serves, so with the tomahawk serve, for example, again we've got I'll do it this way. Um, we've got a little bit of a um, semicircular motion. If you hit the ball earlier this time, when the bat's on the way up, then you're going to get top spin. If you hit the ball later, when the bat's on the way 
down, then you're going to get backspin. So it, it depends on where in that semicircular motion you're hitting the ball is as to what type of spin you're going to get on the ball. Um, with the backhand serve, again, we've got that semicircular type of motion from there to there. Hit the ball on the way, when the bat's on the way down, backspin. When you hit the ball on the way up, it's topspin. So, so that's, that's the way to, to, uh, to get the, generate the topspin on those type of serves. Yeah, so I guess, and Chris is sort of asking, what are some ways of faking a topspin serve? So I guess you need to know how to get the topspin serve first, but then serve a different type of serve and still make it look like you're getting topspin on the ball? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's um, getting the contact as close as you can to the, the bottom here. So if you hit it here, it's backspin. Here, it's sidespin. Here, it's topspin. So just just get it as close as possible to the um, the bottom point of your um, semicircle um, will help you to to fake or to um, disguise what type of spins on the ball. Excellent. All right. Well, Chris, thanks for the question. Hopefully those tips helped you out. Get out on the table and practice a few of those serves and practice getting different spins with a very similar action and see if it helps confuse your opponents. All righty. Well, uh, that wraps up episode 113. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you check out Alois's secret plan on how to beat the Chinese. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, yeah, and let us know what you think of his plan. Um, thank you, Alois. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And, uh, yeah, the, the video is a bit of fun as well. So, uh, so take a look at it. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Excellent. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you again on, um, on Monday. So have a great weekend. Enjoy lots of table tennis and look out for the upcoming World Championships. See yeah, everybody. So, yeah, World Championships starting uh, on Sunday. So on Monday, um, our, our time. So uh, it'll be just about starting when we're on air. So uh, it'll be interesting to see those first results coming up. And don't forget, IT. Uh, TV has eight channels going for the World Championship, so no excuse to miss any of the matches. All right. Thanks, everybody. Catch you tomorrow. I'll catch you Monday. Have a great weekend.